Live from the Business Radio X studio inside Renaissance Bank, the bank that specializes in understanding you. It's time for North Fulton Business Radio. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of North Fulton Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, we are broadcasting live from inside Renaissance Bank on Windward Parkway in beautiful Alpharetta. And folks, if you've got a problem with your current bank, for a lot of people, that's a situation where uh, you've got the uh, uh, big bank flu. And you know what I mean. Uh, They really don't want to deal with you and your small business. And you can tell, by the way, they don't answer the phone. Uh, or they, uh, you're constantly having to log on to do something as opposed to talk to a real person. Uh, try Renaissance Bank. I mean, I've found that they're big enough to handle pretty much any need you can throw at them, but small enough to do it in a personal way. Um, they've got about 200 offices across the South ready to serve you. Go on their website, find one of those offices that makes sense for you and your geography, and give them a call. And I think you'll be glad you did. I know I have had uh, great uh, results working with Renaissance. Renaissance Bank, understanding you, member FDIC. And now I want to welcome Irene Sanders. Irene is the executive director with Student Leadership Johns Creek. Irene, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you. Uh, so let's talk about Student Leadership Johns Creek. How are you serving? those students out there? Oh, I'm, they keep me very, very busy. Uh, <laughs> I've been in this position for, um, this is my seventh year That's and the awesome. program has been in existence. It, this is its ninth year. So. Okay. Okay. So talk about the, I guess, guess maybe how it got started. You weren't there, but you've obviously taken it a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of the nine years it's been around. Talk about how it got started and kind of what the purpose of the program is. Um, it got started as a um, as an addition to Leadership Johns Creek, which is our adult program, mm-hmm. um, which is going into its thirteenth year, and so uh, it just seemed like a natural progression to um, then want to serve the students of Johns Creek with a leadership um, program. And so uh, they started though with the idea of doing a two year leadership program, um, which most leadership programs in the area are one year, mm-hmm. um, but ours is two, and um, and so we. They started it uh, nine long years ago, and it definitely has transformed and and kind of grown and become its own thing, um, for which I'm really proud. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so let's dive into you for a second. T- tell tell us everyone a little bit about you and why you ended up here running this organization. Um, well, I was uh, I was raised in Nevada, and my husband um, played football for the University of Nevada, and. Um, we got drafted to Atlanta uh, to play for the Falcons and, um, I'd never been this far South and it was just such an adventure to come to Atlanta, um, loved it. And then we became, you know, we, we stayed here, even though my husband ended up playing six years with Detroit as well. Um, we, we just made Atlanta our home. Mm-hmm. We had two children that went through Fulton County schools, um, and then went on to, um, college in, in New Orleans. And then, um, I was really involved in my in my neighborhood uh, as president of RHOA, and there was a really bad zoning that was going through, and I was like, "Oh, let's fight it!" You know, so I I fought it. In the process of fighting this zoning, 
um, I had reconnected with someone who um, I knew from being at Barnwell PTA, mm-hmm. uh, Barnwell Elementary. And um, she said, oh, you know, the student leadership's looking for an executive director. We think you'd be great. And so I interviewed and thought I, it was a great fit for me as, as someone whose children were um, in college and we were empty nesters. And so um, now I get to deal with 107 kids every day. <laughs> I raised my two and now I've got 107 that I, I see go on to college and, and, and beyond. So it's, it's pretty fun. That's quite a trade, uh, Irene, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) trade two in to get 107 back. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They're fun and uh, they're, they're so, um, they're just so amazing. All the kids that are in the program are just so amazing. It's, it's hard. You know, some people don't think this generation is, um, they're scared that, that that they're you know not connected, but actually they don't have anything to worry about. These kids are right on top of it, and and um, so I'm I'm proud of them, all of them. That's awesome. Let's talk a little bit about the program itself, and the, I guess the programming you have as part of this leadership development uh, curriculum, maybe, and then um, the students and where they come from. Um. Well, first, the students all come from the five high schools um, that surface, service Johns Creek Centennial and Innovation Academy. They, although they aren't completely Johns Creek schools, they do service students um, that live in Johns Creek. So we take any of the students from either one of those sco- two um, high schools, and then uh, Chattahoochee, Johns Creek, and Northview mm. um, High School. And it's a two-year program, and in the first year, um, we take them. <clears throat> through um, a group project. They have to do a community project, which is never fun. I mean, I always compare it to um, uh, the um, Game of Thrones, where the the guy that wins and becomes king is the guy that did the least amount of work. Mm. Um, and that can be really frustrating in a group project. <clears throat> and then uh, they go to government day, so we take them downtown, and they, they go to the jail, and they go to... Um, Fulton County government and they go to the Capitol and they go to a su- superior court judge um, and get to watch a little bit of a trial. And so all of that is very interesting to see how our government functions. And then we um, do the same thing on a city level where they spend the day at city hall and see how um, we do traffic and how um, we do fire and uh, they meet the mayor and city council and how we plan in, in Johns Creek for, for zoning and all that things that I think is very interesting, but some people think is very boring. Um, (laughs) but they learn about how a city functions. Um, so those two things, they kind of learn how government functions. Mm -hmm. And then in the second year, they, they're, they work a little more independently. They do a, um, a portfolio project with, um, a LinkedIn, which they hate until they actually are like, whoa, this is pretty cool. Um, and then they do, a, um, they interview, I mean, they shadow someone in a field that they think they might want to go into and they have to create, you know, what they learned, uh, a video and, on what they learned in that experience. And, and although it doesn't seem like it's really a cool experience, it really is because mm-hmm. there was one young lady who, you know, I was pretty proud of the fact that I got her to be able to, um, shadow a doctor. And, um, she went in the first patient, everything was cool. Um, the second patient though, there was a little bit of blood involved and, um, she passed out and Mm -hmm. she became the patient. So when she did her report, she was just like, 
I don't want to be a doctor. That's the last thing I want to do. So <laughs> she went on to University of Georgia and, and was an honor student in their business department. So um, sometimes it's life altering to sure. not um, to not have to waste your time becoming a doctor and then realizing you really don't want to do it. That would be awful. Yeah. Um, and then you know, as a part of our um, thing, we also have a, a program called Student um, Secretary of State Ambassador Program, and we pick nine students, and they um, are in a statewide competition through the Secretary of State's office to promote um, civic engagement, voting, uh, voter registration. And through that, we've done um, debates in Johns Creek for the last four years, um, anywhere from House to Senate to um, city council and mayor debates. And we've, we've had two already this year. We're going to have a third if, if there's a runoff for one of the posts, which I'm from Nevada, so I'm I'm thinking if there's three people in it, the odds are very good. There will be a runoff. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, there, they do these debates and they're, it's, they were recognized by, um, the governor on the very first one that they did as being the first group to ever do a, um, a debate as, as high school students. And wow. um, they're highly rec- um, respected for being really, really fair and and doing a good job. So I'm really proud of, of that part of the program that I kind of brought to this program. Well, and they do their homework. I mean, right? And they and do. and uh, you, we were talking before we came on the air. Uh, sometimes the candidates themselves are uh, maybe a little uh, is, is is intimidated. The word or. I, I think they're a little bit more, I think they're more afraid of the kids because it's not like an adult, an adult, they're, they're, right. they're seeing them as kids, but yet they're asking them questions that are hard yeah. um, and then telling them, you know, you have two minutes to answer and then telling them when they go past the two minutes, you're done, <laughs> you know, so, um, but in a very respectful way, I will right. say, but yeah. um so uh, I like to see that interaction between adults and, and the, and the students and the and a lot of these campaigns, they've gone on to, you know, be elected mm-hmm. and they've maintained relationships with these kids because they really so liked it and, and thought it was such a great opportunity for them to um, shine in front of, you know, high school students. <laughs> That's awesome. Irene Sanders is with us, folks. She's the executive director of student leadership, Johns Creek. And and you had a little uh, uh event happened at your last debate, right? I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty historical. We had our, our second city council debate and we were about an hour and a half into it. And all of a sudden all the fire alarms and everything went off and, and we were evacuated and I had to count noses to make sure I had all the kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then, I mean, every single fire truck from Johns Creek came, Mm -hmm. um, and everyone was fine that we did have one fatality, the dryer, but um, other than that, everybody was fine, and, and um, we allowed the, the um, candidates to do um, closing statements virtually, and they ended up, we, we put that out as a YouTube video so that they could at least have their final say. That's great. Yeah, so yeah, it was good. That's great. That's great. So um, now one of the other things that you were talking about, because I, I wanted to give people a sense of, of just – how long this the 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 long term effect of this program because it's so positive uh you were telling me about uh one of your students who had done her portfolio had done her linkedin profile um and you have you mentioned greg burkhalter he, mm-hmm. you you have him come in every year every right year he yeah. comes in yeah yeah and uh just the results of that when she went off to i think it was princeton 
Yeah, um, she, uh, Critty was one of our, um, actually, she was one of our Secretary of State ambassadors on that very first team that won. And um, she went to Princeton, and the very first uh, assignment that she got assigned at Princeton was to do an online portfolio on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. So she came up to the professor and she said, I already did this when I was in high school. Um, and the t- teacher looked at the program thing and the portfolio and she's like, this is excellent. She said, so That's yeah, awesome. you can just submit this. So she had her first, uh, first A right away. <laughs> yeah. And and it's interesting that you brought in LinkedIn because that's, that's something that, um, oh, I mean, look, I went through this with my two. Um, they don't see the value of LinkedIn. Mm-mm. They hate it. Yeah. They hate it. Yeah. They're like, Miss, Miss Sanders, I hate doing this thing. Why are you making us do this? <laughs> and then when they do it and it ends up being good, um, because we have uh, members of the community look at all their online portfolios and look at their LinkedIn and give them suggestions on what, the, what things they did good, what needed to be improved. Mm-hmm. And then when they end up going out to like apply for a job and they're like, it just gives me so much, um, like they'll look up who's interviewing them and then they'll be like, my LinkedIn is so much better than theirs. It gave them a great deal of confidence and they come back and they always say, like I've had a couple of the kids come back and speak to the um, current classes and they'll say, I know y'all are going to hate the LinkedIn activity, but trust me, you'll be so happy you did it. <laughs> so um, as much as they, you know, kick and scream about having to do it, they always are happy that they did do it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, shout out to Greg Burkhalter who comes in and does that yeah, to you. That's, he, he's a great, um, he's a great presenter. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's terrific. That's terrific. Um, so you've got another aspect to your program that you got involved with recently that involves the Macedonia Cemetery. Explain what that cemetery is and then the involvement that uh, your group has with that cemetery. Well, in Johns Creek, if you live in Johns Creek, one of the busiest intersections is um, the corner of State Bridge and Medlock Bridge. And there's a public shopping center there. And um, but up tucked away in the in the woods is a is an African American um, cemetery called Macedonia Cemetery, and it's it's unfortunately been kind of just fallen to not being taken care of, and mm-hmm. so the city has recently acquired it. And um, so last year, because we were virtual, our kids were looking for um, community service projects that they could do virtually, and so they came up with. Um, doing, a, you know, a, like they created a website about this, um, about the cemetery. They created um, a video showing the different aspects of it. And um, then they created a GoFundMe and they raised enough money to um, fix all of the uh, headstones that had been, um, you know, fallen to decay um, just over the years of not not being taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they raised enough money to get all of those um, fixed. And as a result of doing this, they did a webinar so that people could learn more about it. And as a result of learning more about it, um, I had a professor from Mercer University reach out to me who lives in Johns Creek and said, um, I'd like to apply for a, a, a humanities, Georgia Humanities Grant. Um, would you guys be be interested in doing it with me, having mm-hmm. the kids be the narrators of the documentary. And um, so with uh, Mercer University, us, and the Johns Creek Historical Society, we we went in, down that road of creating a grant, which was a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, but 
So now we're in the process. We, we did win the grant. And so now we're in the process of having four groups um, who are in their first year of, John's, of student leadership, Johns Creek, um, working on different films. We're going to have four different films. One will be about the, just basically from, you know, the, the history of it through reconstruction. Mm. Um, so they'll talk about, you know, the history of the civil war and um, slavery and the whole thing. And then, and then the second one will be more about the relationship between the Cherokee Indians and the African Americans and the slave owners um, that lived in Johns Creek at the time. And they were, and they interacted and had to live in, in the city together. Uh, and then the third one will be about the most famous um, or the mo- the most known of the um, formerly enslaved people um, who's, who was April Waters. And uh, there was a lot of, of belief that April was a woman because um, the name. Um, mm-hmm. But after much research, they realized April was actually a man because there were voting records and women weren't allowed to vote at the time. So he had um, paid his poll taxes. So mm. he was a man and... And so his great, great grandson um, lives in Virginia, but he came down to be interviewed by the kids about what it was like to, you know, research his family and Mm. and figure out that his great, great grandfather was buried in this, in this uh, cemetery and was a formerly um, enslaved person. And um, so the kids got to talk to him about that. And then they also, the fourth one will be more about um, why is it important? Why do we care? Um, you know, it, it was just sitting up there forever and nobody really cared about it. And now all of a sudden we care and is it important to care? And, um, you know, obviously we believe it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but the kids have all done these interviews now with, um, professionals, uh, talking to them about the history and they've learned all this stuff and they're currently in the process of writing their scripts. Mm. And, um, so these are high school students who are legitimately doing college level work or beyond, um, about, you know, a, a, a cemetery that has been long forgotten um, and really creating a, hopefully something that will be able to um, produce these videos and we're following the Georgia standards so they could be used in the high schools um, to, to educate people about the importance of doing historical preservation and, and being right about things, not just saying, oh, April was a woman because April mm-hmm. sounds like a woman's name. So um, the kids are learning a ton and it's really exciting. But, um, and we'll have our first showing of the videos in um, January at Johns Creek High School. And then we'll have a subsequent one in February at Mercer University. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, Irene Sanders, folks, she is with... Uh, student leadership, Johns Creek. She serves as the executive director there. So um, let's let's give folks some coordinates in terms of, uh, and maybe a timeline is the word for um, how this is all going to unfold. So you're you're still you're putting the finishing touches on this documentary now. Um, the kids have um, they luckily we have a professor from memory that's I mean from um, Mercer that's helping us. Yep. Um, and so she's kind of directing it. She has a little classroom that she does there. Um, she looks at what she's assigned them, what they give her. She makes corrections. We meet via Zoom. Um, and then they're currently now in the process of writing their scripts. Mm. 
um, because it'll be very much like a Ken Burns documentary mm-hmm. where the kids aren't actually the sh- stars of the video, but they are the narrators of right. it. So they'll show pictures and they'll show documents that they believe are important. So they're picking those things out right now, what they think is important to include, mm-hmm. um, what they think is important from the interviews that they did. A couple of those interviews were 45 minutes long and we're hoping for a 10 minute documentary for 10 minute documentary. So they have to kind of cut back on what, what the different people talked about and decide what's the most important part. Sure. And then we have, we're lucky enough to have um, students from Centennial high school uh, who will be editing and filming. They've already filmed all of the interviews and they'll be filming uh, and working with the students on the narration and the script, following the script, and then putting the videos together. So so it's kind of cool that it's all these high school students from different high schools have had to come together and work on, you know, collaboratively on something that they've never done before. It's, mm-hmm. it's, and I think it's kind of a first in this area, probably in, in the South, of having a bunch of high school kids doing documentaries about something like this. It's not surprising you would be the first at something. You've already been the first on a few things, yeah. uh, 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 Irene. That's awesome. Uh, so, so we should look for this in early 2022 to, for the final product to be released. Yeah. yeah, we'll be we'll be putting it on our website, and we'll be, um, you know, we'll be spreading it as much as we can. Um, but it'll be January 27th is the date that we're going to show it at Johns Creek High School but um, in their auditorium. So people are welcome to come, but uh, it will also be on our, on our website. And we're we're going to make a big deal out of it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's terrific. That just sounds fabulous. Um, so um, talk about, I mean, I can't imagine that you don't have a lack of students that are applying for this uh, program. I mean, this is so compelling. Yeah. You've got quite a few that are, are applying, but uh are you are you looking for students for the for the next session or talk about that? Um, well, we always put the application online um, beginning December first, and then we name the new class um, in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a competitive program. Um, we don't take everybody. We simply don't have the ability to take everyone. We get um, we probably take about thirty percent of the kids that apply. Um, it's just a numbers game. Um, they're all amazing. I, I wish that we could take every single one of them, but we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you know, we always get, there's a lot of kids that apply twice and they'll maybe get in the second time. They don't get in the first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it takes some stick to if you want to, um, get into the program. But, um, it, I always feel like we're so lucky to get the kids that we do get. So, uh, and that we don't have to recruit you know, right. and, or anything. It's, it's highly sought after. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm lucky in that respect because uh, and I'd have to be out, you know, beating the, the woods trying to find kids. I'm glad I, they beat the woods trying to find me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that, uh, yeah. And, and it uh, says something that uh, you have that situation going on because they, uh, there's a lot of things they could get involved with uh, to, uh, help learn uh, to learn and augment their, their, uh, resume, shall we say, as they, as they go on in life. And the fact yeah. they, they line up to come into your program says something. Well, part of it is it's a two year program and, mm-hmm. and colleges really like that. They mm-hmm. like to see that you've had that, um, committed to, to, to a program for two years like that. Uh, they like to see that and the, and the kids do get a lot of skills out of it. So, um, it's a, it's a great program. I know I would, 
I would have loved to have had my kids in it, um, but it wasn't around. So, <laughs> well, um, it's it's terrific. You're doing the work you are to get that out for the, for uh, these young people. So, congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's talk to businesses out there that are hearing this uh, interview and are compelled by it and want to uh, be involved in some way. How can how can business owners and uh, particularly in the Johns Creek area get involved? And we're always looking for sponsors because um, we never, if, if there is a student that applies and gets in and, and might have a financial issue, we never turn them down mm-hmm. because they're not able to pay um, the minimal amount of tuition that we charge. And then we have um, a wonderful sponsors from like Emory Johns Creek Hospital and Renaissance Bank and, um, and um, Ernst & Young. They, they also support our program. But um, we can always use more because the more money we have, the more ability we have to potentially get better speakers or potentially get um, potentially add more kids, um, mm. you know, and and uh, all of that is driven by money and yeah. by sponsorship. And so we're always looking for it. So is our adult program. Um, they're always looking for sponsors as well. Um, and they both both programs have done so much in the city of Johns Creek with um, community service projects. Um, Just because these kids are doing Macedonia, there's another four groups that are doing other projects, working with North Fulton community charities, working with the Drake house um, and doing things that maybe aren't as sexy as the documentaries, but are still important in our community. Sure. Sure. So, well, it's marvelous that, I mean, I'm sure one of the, one of the, um, selling points for lack of a better term you 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 use is just uh planting seeds for the future and, and businesses being involved in that but this your group of students is doing good work right here right now for the community and they that's are. awesome they are and uh they they're just amazing kids i wish i could introduce you to each and every one of them they all have an interesting story um but i'm lucky to be able to to deal with them and and work with them yeah. ride, a, ride a bus downtown and take them to the jail Mm. All of those fun things. <laughs> yeah, that's terrific. Uh, Irene Sanders, folks, the executive director with Student Leadership, Johns Creek. Irene, this has been great. And uh, for those that would like to get in touch and maybe learn more, uh, if they've got a student that wants to apply or certainly business owner that would like to uh, sponsor. Yeah, that'd uh, be great. Yeah, how can people get in touch? Um, well, they can always call me. My phone number is 404 406 0480. Um, it's also on our website where you can email me or call me. Um, and that would be, um, studentleadershipjohnscreek.com. Um, so, or you can just put leadershipjohnscreek.com and they, both of them go to the same site. So, um, that, that's how you can contact me. Terrific. Irene Sanders. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Hey folks, uh, just a, a quick reminder uh, speaking of Johns Creek, if you're in Johns Creek or in the local area and uh, you want a better alternative for uh, what you've got planned for dinner this evening, um, you want to give the the cook at home a break, but you want to do it without having to go through the fast food line. Well, here's here's my suggestion. Go to asculinaryconcepts.com. Andrew Traub and his great team at ANS Culinary Concepts. Uh, yeah, they're a culinary studio and they do terrific corporate catering and corporate team building uh, cooking classes. They do big green egg 
boot camps. But here's a little twist they have, which is fabulous. Let us cook for you meals. So you go on their website, you check out their uh, menus. They change uh, every day and they're terrific. Uh, And you uh, make your selection. You can call them. Uh, Here's the number. It is uh, 678-336-9196 or send them an email. Go on their website. You you can get the contact information there. Um, And what you'll be able to do is pick that, pick out your meal, uh, go by the, in the afternoon on your way home and, uh, they'll put it right in the back for you and you're off and, uh, they're oven ready meals that, uh, your family will love. I know, uh, my bride loves them. She loves it when I bring them home. So I, I wholeheartedly, uh, endorse them. So, uh, A&S culinary concepts, asculinaryconcepts.com, uh, uh, get in touch. I know you'll be glad you did. So for my guest, Irene Sanders, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on North Fulton Business Radio.